Zaycaster on Fubar Radio. My guest today is Paul Kassar. Hello, Paul. Hi there, how you doing? Good, thanks, mate. Bit flustered. Don't, yep. know, don't know where my mics are, so... No, well, I mean, we're sitting here and there's about six of them around us, so... Um. Okay, well, we're going to do the, the first track of the, the show. Delve into my iPod and we'll see if this, uh, hopefully... I always hope that this is an embarrassing one because it'll make the guest feel Let's go for a bit it, more yeah, at just, ease. Yeah, just make me feel better about <laughs> it. About everything. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Here we go. Yep, this is pretty embarrassing. This is sunburned hand of the man, camel backwards. Camel backwards? I mean, we'll see how long this lasts. Oh my god. That was... (laughs) Sunburned hand of the man. Um, Have you ever, Paul, bought... An album just because you liked the cover, and then put it on your iPod, and then it gets played in a radio show. Uh, That's what just happened to me. No, that was a good example of it. A great example. Got a music for serial killers. Yeah, (laughs) I'd say so. I mean, I haven't got a massive amount against that song really, but (laughs) I mean, it's the kind of song definitely that uh, when I started this show, I was like, well, I hope that sunburned hand of the man album doesn't pop up at any point because well, uh, yeah that was mainly because i like the name really why but i, I, I like sunburned hand of the man is a funny sunburned hand of the man name for a band yeah that's yeah. good that's very cool so yeah, yeah i'll get that and then i remember getting it home and being like oh it's that but i just put everything on my ipod because mm. I I, at some point i might get y- into you it. have to you have to yeah just be ruthless but everything on there and yeah <laughs> that was that, that album was from i bought that on what at the time was one of the best days of my life Okay. I went to, me and my girlfriend at the time went to London. Right. We had a very short-lived, we had this really, like, short window of a relationship that was, like, both convinced we were fully in love with each other, looking back, we were not, Paul. (laughs) But at at the time, it was like, this is, uh, and and we we lived in Northampton, kind of thing, so one day we were like, let's just go to London. Yeah. I just decided, I mean, I I haven't really been to London before. Mm. And just the whole day, just going sightseeing. I remember just going to this record shop. And it'd be like, I've got to buy an album to remember the day by. Sure. And it's sure. that. Wow. <laughs> Says it all, really. That is the album. <laughs> but if I wanted to remember that day in my life, I'd have to listen to that. Which wow. is a, 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 so you've just opened all those wounds there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's come up and gone, no, that's why the relationship didn't work. A, that absolutely was an omen, that album. Insistence on playing that album over and over again. Yeah, just listen to it all the way home. Killed it. <laughs> the way I listened to that album. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I believe that album's seven tracks of that as well. I, I was just getting into it there, to be fair, though. It started, I, was, it, I was quite enjoying it, yeah. The there. rhythm started mm. kicking yeah. at the end there. It did. I was starting to feel it. Feel it. It kind of reminded me of Iggy Pop. Yeah. So. Yeah. Iggy Pop puts a bit more effort in, I'd say. Uh, it depends what day you get. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, to be fair, I'm giving him a bit too much credit there. I, I saw him at the Isle of Wight a couple of years ago, and he was absolutely amazing, kind of staggered on, played this yeah. incredible set. And as he left the stage, like, literally a minute later, he just ran back on, yeah. totally infused, and just screamed out, Fuck you! <laughs> and then just walked off. <laughs> it was amazing. And then the whole audience was just an absolute shock. It was like, where did that come from? Fuck yeah, well, fuck you. No, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Nick. One of the things I really love is people saying, fuck you, to, yeah. <laughs> to yeah. a group of people or anyone or just one person. It's really It's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> obviously really upsetting. That's, 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 that's a little delving in your eye, <laughs> but I think, I think yeah, with time now, it. I think yeah, I've only played one it. track. I'd say you've already won. All right, let's try it. So let's let's see let's see what happens. Here we go. Track one.
Here we go. Oh, hold on a second. Here we go. Ah, there you go. I forgot. Highs achieved. Oh, that'll do. Yeah. Every day I love you less and less. By the Kai's Achieves, which is, you know, appropriately named song, because that's probably how their fans have felt about them ever <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> since they started. Album. Yeah, yeah. Their first album was massive. Mm. And then I think, isn't it like, actually, like, historically, their second album was the biggest drop off in terms of sales? Or something like that. Oh, really? Wow. I've read an article about it where, like, they sold so much that first one, and that second one was such a massive drop. Just absolutely bombed. Yeah, it was like... Syndrome. Yeah. Wow. But huge. I, I think I think it's more of an issue now mm. because, like, bands get built up so much to be, like, the band, you know, the flavour yeah, of the month. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess there's so much pressure on the second album as well, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, if you sort of introduce the world with your first album, you've probably had years to get it right. Yeah. And then suddenly you explode, and then it's you've got a tiny window to yeah. bring out the second album and catch the sales, I guess. So, yeah, yeah I've often read that a lot of bands feel rushed when it yes. comes to that second album. They should not spend long on the first album, that's no, my opinion. No, absolutely, I have the second one you know, in reserve. Yeah, that first Get one, on just just write the first one in, yeah. in a few months, exactly. at least that. Exactly. There's a lot of bands on that point, Magic Numbers, I remember, yeah. uh, that first album, and then, then the second one, they were like, <laughs> they did an interview with him, and he went, yeah, it's crazy, because you know, I spent so long on that first one, and this second one, I love it, and... You know, I just wrote it in the back of a bus. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll pay attention yeah. for that. But no one's buying it. I, I stole their rider, Magic Numbers. Did you? Yeah, I stole their rider at a gig. Loads of Magic Stars, Milky Way Magic Stars. Right. Stuff like that. It's because I was told not to, really strictly by uh, a bouncer. So I was like, well, I'm going to nick them. They just set the challenge, didn't they? Yeah, had a lot of chocolate, a lot of really nice... A lot of chocolate. Nice treats, the Magic Numbers. Did they? Do you remember when they, um, they refused to play on top of the pops? No. Because the, the, they, they were there, all mm. ready to go. And some go- uh, whoever was in, in introducing them made a joke about them all being fat. Really? Wow. Yeah, so something like... That's pretty harsh. Yeah, you know, two fat ladies, 88, or something, something like that. You know, th- 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 what was it? Richard Bacon, Richard Bacon. Amanda says. Richard Bacon. Ah. Richard Bacon. He, talks, he calls <laughs> them a big fat talent. There you go. Two fat ladies, 88, which is my joke that I would do about the magic numbers. At much least it involves funnier. numbers. You exactly, know. much funnier. There you go, Richard Bacon, all, often the centre of controversy. He is, yeah. He just uh, can't help himself, can he? And then they just, just didn't play. They wouldn't forget it. I thought it was because somebody had nicked their chocolate. I thought it was, yeah. it was down to you again. Because <laughs> there was me stuffing my face <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel in, the, in backstage. So James Acaster there. Yeah, with just chocolate <laughs> around with chops. Yeah, loving it. They refused to go on because they're Way magic stars and not where they left them. <laughs> I love, I, love, I love a bit of bacon control. Also, yeah. I love bacon. He, he he wound up psychic Sally. Did you see that? I didn't. Psychic Sally. What, what are your views on mediums and psychics? It's generally a lot of bollocks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let, let's see. Let's see if I redeem myself now. Basically, here we go. Next track from my iPod. Oh, that's another film one. It's from Drive. Okay. It's Under Your Spell by Desire. Desire. That's that's two films from soundtracks we've had already. I think that's what I think every time we have have an actor in, it conjures up the. Yeah, that's Sally at, at work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> up these um, <laughs> film soundtracks. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. She knows she exactly knows what she's knows doing. Exactly what she's doing. She's tuned into us. Did you enjoy Drive? I did. Yeah, a gorgeous looking film, and yeah, quite simple. I think that's that was mm. the trick of that. 
what simplicity of it. Which we can, oh, also, I've, I've realised that both soundtrack. Here's uh, a very geeky thing I want to say now. But both of the uh, Inside Lou and Davis and Drive both both star Oscar Isaac. So there you go. Ah, uh, connection. He's in both of them. If we can get another, I've not got any more songs that I think he appears in the films on my iPod. Right, like, yeah, okay. um, we'll have to get him in next week. Who knows? Oscar Isaac can be yeah, the next yeah. guest. Yeah. Just talk to him. Yeah. It, it, don't see why not. Talk about Deus Ex Machina. Good film. If, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, no. Lots of debates about it, about if, okay. it's, if it's feminist or not. Sure. Because uh, uh, I, think, I think the director claimed it was. Okay. How did you feel? I, I went in not knowing any of that. There was okay. any debates about it whatsoever, and I just thought it was a good film. Right, because basically, I think one of the criticisms levelled at it mm. is that the so there's like two men, two women in the film, right, and the the women are you know getting naked and stuff, sure. and the men are not. But then the women are robots that have been invented by a man who is a misogynist. Right. Okay. So, so I think default, I think it's meant to be like he is a bad. Yeah, this is why it's not good, and this sure. is why if you if a misogynistic asshole guy makes a makes a robot, he's going to make it a sexy lady that gets naked for him. Yeah, and this is why men aren't good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I, I I felt like yeah, it's fine. but then but then also yeah, there's a lot of I mean I can't really say much more about giving away the plot. But there's some stuff like the the personality that the main female robot has. It's like oh, this is how. We're meant to see women, is it? Right. Okay. But again, it's a pro- person that's been programmed into her by the misogynist. Sure. So again, so it's working on that level. Yeah, yeah. It's and he doesn't come off good in it. Doesn't either. So, like, so it, it's, it's a thing you kind of go, yeah, yeah, but, you know. Interesting so choice. Track two from yours now. Right. There's not much that can go wrong here. I don't know. I mean, I'm preparing <laughs> myself for a fall here. <laughs> but let's see. Here we go. Porkasar's iPod. Track two. Let's see. It's another cool band's block party. Oh, go on. I love that. It's golden era. <laughs> block party plans from Silent Alarm. Paul, you, you're absolutely on a winning streak here. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling quite cocky. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone's had like just two very... Also, from the same era. Yeah, 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 you can sort of start to get an idea of my musical tastes, I guess. Yeah, I remember when that first came around, I didn't buy any of it. Sure. Because I was like, oh, everyone's into this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in the sunburned hand of the man. Wow. Well, uh, you know. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't want to buy that. So I, I didn't listen to any of it. And it's only recently, like, like I think in January, mm. I bought that album. Yeah, like, yeah. That block party I album. guess that's the beauty of music, isn't it? You can sort of go back and discover it at any time. Yeah, and there's things that you're behind on. There's some bands mm. that are too... I think their back catalogue is... So, like, Block Party, you yeah. can just go, I'll get that first album. Sure. And I don't need anything else. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. There's some bands that are so intimidating so their back catalogue is like, well, where? Mm. Like, Radiohead. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> James Acaster on Fubar Radio. We're going to be putting our iPods on shuffle. Matthew Crosby and I. Uh, Matthew Crosby, hello. Hello. As usual, I'll go first, go first. to uh, take the first plunge. So here we go. Oh. Uh, Saint Pepsi. Saint Pepsi? Yeah. Oh, here we go. St. Pe- Saint Pepsi, St. Pepsi, I said there, like it was a bubble. <laughs> like, like the tube station. 
Yeah, like it was a tube. King, King's Cross and Pepsi. <laughs> King's Cross and Pepsi. Well, that was we were really entering the chill out zone there. Weren't I mean, we? we just we started out. So, that, that is, I mean, that, and that album. I was saying to you that album is really upbeat. Like it's really cheesy dance tunes all the way, and like a really fun album. And it, that is the one song. That's your cool down afterwards. That is the one song that's just like. Is it mid album or is it at the end? Does it end? Yeah, I think that's like track seven. Really? You know, like after a bit, maybe before an interlude. There's a little interlude. I remember that's like uh, just some vocal so- it's a sample, clearly off a film. Oh, here we go. You will probably know this. So okay, I can run it by you. Let's give it a go. So it's now. I thought the dialogue sounded it was from a. Like it was from a Woody Allen film or something, but it might not be. Okay. But it's someone, and they're clearly shopping for engagement rings okay. for their girlfriend with her. And it's like, it's like, it's like this one, I, I love this one. Yeah. That's what they're saying. And uh, actually, do you know what? I, I could just find Let's it. Let's find it and we'll I'll see. I'll find it can... on my iPod. I'm trying to think of what Woody Allen film would have shopping for engagement rings. Yeah. I don't know if everyone there says is I one. love you, maybe. Might be. Uh... What, what, what's, whatever, uh, I haven't heard of that one. He, 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 like... he does a film every year, right? Yeah, pretty much. And some of them are fine. And yeah. some of them are awful, but yeah. very few of them are sort of the classic 70s Woody Allen. Very few of them are Annie Hall. No. I mean, one of them is Annie Hall. One of them definitely was Annie Hall. Yeah, one of them is definitely Annie we Hall. C- we can't deny and Manhattan that. Manhattan is very nearly Annie Hall, but it's yeah. not. I've not seen Manhattan. Oh, I've, it's a uh, I've seen Annie Hall a number of times, but right. like not, seen, not ever seen Manhattan. Annie so. Hall, sitcom fans, was the inspiration behind Peep Show. Was it? The scene where they've got the subtitles at the bottom, that's what Jesse and Sam saw and thought, yeah, we could do that, but a sitcom. Ah. So we go bringing it back Matthew to sitcoms. Cosby knows everything about sitcoms. So that's a show I'm pitching a few about radio. <laughs> yeah, just called that. Just, good, me, just me talking about sitcoms. <laughs> Welcome to Matthew Crosby knows everything about sitcoms today. Ask me about sitcoms. Imagine if that if every week you did a show where you got interviewed, so that the guest was always the person interviewing you. That's a great and idea. And it was always on you. Amanda, that's a new show idea. Please write that down. Got a thumbs up there. New show idea is that the same person gets interviewed every week. That's a great idea. And it'd just be called the Matthew Crosby Show. I mean, in many ways that is the comedian's comedian podcast isn't it (laughs) because effectively Stu is is asking them to interview him (laughs) that's kind of it isn't it you learn more about Stu as the weeks go on than you do about the acts you do learn a lot about him and everyone listens to the comedian's comedian podcast it's a cracking podcast myself are interviewed on it or we interview Stu depending Depending on on how you you take it I've realised now that my like Edinburgh procrastination is listening to like I feel like I'm doing work if I listen to John Gordillo being interviewed that's kind of the same as writing material isn't it no because I'll feel inspired. I'll feel inspired. It's like I've been watching Chef's Table on Netflix, docu- oh, documentary series about chefs, and it's kind of like that because that, that is quite inspiring about how creative they are with their dishes and right. stuff like that, and how they really—it's it's all about how they they struggle to get where they are, and uh, more about the chefs and the food. And you do watch it, and you come out going, "I really like that line about about how you've just got, got to keep on pushing yourself." Blah, 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 yeah. what, in the meantime, all I've done all day is watch documentaries <laughs> and not done anything. Well, it seems, it's like, if I, if I watch stuff on Netflix, yeah. as opposed to, like, just, you know, dicking around on the internet, I feel like I'm being productive. Yeah. That's, that's a modern thing, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, oh, oh, I'll tell you what is, is getting me annoyed at the minute. What's that? I have seen, have you seen these adverts on the tube for Mubi, it's called? M-U-B-I? Yes, I've seen those adverts. Furious about them. Why? What kind of an idiot? For those of you who haven't seen the advert... They pick a movie for you. They pick a movie every day. Yeah. And it's there for 30 days and then it goes. Yeah. And you pay five quid a month. To have a bespoke, bespoke movies recommended to you by the experts. Awful. Awful. Netflix has so many movies on it. I know, it is bad. And actually, and, and, they, and they don't disappear after 30 days. 
and it's only like a couple of quid extra than, than this movie thing. And also on the posters, it's all like the, po- the films they're doing is like Old Boy. You're yeah, like, yeah, I, I've seen Old Boy, and it's on Netflix actually. Yeah, Amelie. It's like that's not. You're not, yeah. It's you know, a bit like when you went to Donnie Darko or something. Like that. Everyone knows that they're like interesting films. Well, it's like, like the first week of university where you would meet someone who'd go, um, "Yeah, I'm actually into music you haven't heard of. I like yeah. Jeff Buckley. Everyone likes Jeff Buckley. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, exactly. You might have been the interesting guy at your school who liked Jeff Buckley, but everyone likes him. Yeah, that's exactly what they're like. They're going, "Hey, have you watched Amelie? Yeah, everyone watched Amelie. Yeah, what, that, that big, massive studio <laughs> release. Yeah. yeah, we all saw that. Of course, not, we did. So yeah, yeah, so that's annoying. There's no no one signed up to it. <laughs> I'm sure there are a bunch of nice small small time businessmen. Don't 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 get a movie. Yeah, just ha- just have a friend. Yeah, chat. To, just talk to a friend. And say, what have you seen recently that you've enjoyed? Yeah, get them to recommend it. Watch that and don't have it for just thirty days. That's the thing. It's only for on for thirty days. For for five ninety nine, you can just buy a DVD. Yeah, but you couldn't buy thirty DVDs, which is effectively what they're doing. You couldn't buy thirty DVDs. That's right. But, <laughs> but I mean, who's honestly watching thirty films a month? Who's going to watch a film every day? I'm not a shut-in. No, he's got a life. Yeah, as we've already discussed about how much you listen to comedians, comedian. Here's the same Pepsi track, okay, and we'll see if uh, let's go for it. It swings any bells. Here we go. It's called Interlude, which is a good name, isn't it? Interlude. Here we go. I, th- I think I got it. I think it is. Everyone says I love you. Really? Yeah, I think so. What is that going to cost me? Um, is, that, is, it, if, is that Edward Norton speaking there? Oh, it might be actually. If it's Edward Norton, I think it is. Everyone says I love you. That but sounds like Norton, doesn't it? Well, but it sounds like Norton doing a Woody Allen impression. Yeah, because because every lead character in Woody <laughs> Allen movie has to basically do an impression of him. I yeah, I, I reckon ninety five percent certain that's everyone says I love you. We'll, we can Google we can Google it in a second. That does sound that does sound about right. That sounds like Ed Norton. I think Edward Norton. I think he's getting married to Drew Barrymore. Lovely. Because it was that was it was his musical back when musicals weren't you know they were right. obviously enjoying a resurgence now. But Woody Allen was like, no one makes musicals anymore. I'm going right. to make a musical and I'm going to cast people who I like but can't necessarily sing or right. dance. So it's really good because all this. Like Edward Norton can't sing or dance, yeah. but does his best job doing it. Yeah. The only person who wouldn't sing for the f- for the film was Drew Barrymore. Okay. And so he dubbed her voice with someone else who couldn't sing. Oh really? Yeah. She wouldn't sing because she, she thought her <laughs> voice was too bad. He's like, well, I'm just going to get someone else who can't sing. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. That's so you know trivia for you. Yes. Limitara- no, no, not Limitara- Sweeney Todd, the Tim Burton, the film. Demon Barber at Fleet Street. Yeah. So the Tim Burton one uh, when, when they were. Filming it, they yes. were all singing to their, their pre-recorded tracks. They'd all recorded the vocals already, and they were miming along to it. Apart from one person, for one song, and he went behind Tim Burton's back to sort it out. Was where he went to the sound. My friend, friend worked on the sound crew. Really? So th- this guy went round and said, "Don't, don't put my song on. I'm just going to actually sing it. I'm going to properly do it." And that was Sasha Baron Cohen. Really? Yeah, yeah. He did a. He's the only one who actually sang like live on the on, on the set. That's great. Yeah. Pretty cool. Why did he do that? Why did he not want to... Because he wanted to make it... I think he, he just wanted, wanted to be in it in the moment and properly do it and, and deliver the... Well, it, it uh, works It works perfect because he, he's, he's also in Les Mis as, as well. And is, that's yeah. what they did in Les Mis. They made them sing live. Yes. Sort of, yeah, rather than... Maybe that's why he got the part in Les Mis. Who knows? It was his audition tape. They were like, it, we, he already <laughs> did it. He's the only one who's already done it. He's got the skills. He, he actually originated this style of... Uh, <laughs> singing live. Yeah, singing live. <laughs> I don't think he did. I can't that was never sung live before Cohen. No, he, he was the guy. 
<laughs> he was the, that's why he's playing Freddie Mercury in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because he invented he's live singing. Did, would, were you uh, optimistic about that, Freddie Mercury? Well, I, I mean, I don't... I, I, I like Queen up to a point, but I'm <laughs> not... I don't think they are the band that, you know... I don't have a sort of Kenny Everett love of Queen. You know, <laughs> and he played... He played when the day Bohemian Rhapsody came out, he played it three times. Right. <laughs> yeah, on his show, he couldn't couldn't believe it. And that's most of the show done, isn't it? Come on, Kenny Everett, it's put your finger out. But yeah, no. So I, I think it will be. I, I think fascinating stories. Yeah. Dwarves with cocaine on their heads. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely horrifying, but kind yeah. of compelling. Yeah, but it's the kind of stories you want to hear. Yeah, and he didn't because Sasha Baron Cohen left for a while, left the production because okay. he wanted to take it one way, and then the sort of the estate wanted to be a bit more sort of right. loving. And now he's back on. He may even be directing it now. Really? But I think Imagine so. Imagine that. So you I, walk away from a project and then you get to run the whole thing. This is what he does. That's he clever. pulls. Pe- he calls people's bluff. Yeah. We should all be... Fun- we should I don't think it would work out for me if I call people's bluff all the time. Yeah, I think if I walked on projects, they'd go, fine, <laughs> yeah. great, we'll get See someone later. else. We're going to get Chico in. <laughs> oh, that, is a, that is a joke. That That's a reference to something we were talking about before the show began. Off air. Right, we're going we're gonna to put Matthew Cosby's iPod on shuffle now. Let's, uh, let's see what the first song is. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. Oh, Jimmy Eat World. What a, what a classic, Bleed American. If you were with me tonight Jimmy World, not, Hear You Me Not a dry Uber. eye Not a dry eye <laughs> in, in the studio the country Yeah, so again, we were saying this Yeah Quite a relaxed song Quite a sort of chill-out song For quite an upbeat album It is a dancey album you know, by the way, it, do stop me if I'm just being... Because this is... It's because I've, I haven't really seen anyone this weekend. Yes. You're the first person I've seen. So I'm just going to keep dropping bits of meaningless trivia at you. I think you it's know me well enough now to know that that is exactly <laughs> why I got you on the show, Cosby. So, uh, originally the album was released, was called Bleed American. Yes. Then they changed the name. Yeah. Do you know why? No. And I've always... I didn't know they changed it. I always... They, they, re- they, re- they retitled it the eponymous Jimmy Eat World. They just called it... Yeah, because I was always just like... I don't know what that album's called because I had heard two different. Yeah, and now it's now it's back to being called Bleed American. Like if you look it up on Spotify, it's, it's called Bleed American. Weirdly, they thought it was post nine eleven. It was a post nine eleven thing. Right, but like they took off on the re-release of uh, Is This It. They took off New York City Cops. Right, okay. because everyone loved the cops so much. They thought maybe putting, you know, maybe th- maybe invoking blood in America together might be a, a problematic right. song. Jimmy Eat World, Jimmy Eat World, there. Thinking Very sensitive that the emo fans. <laughs> Oh, that's just it. That is the one place you don't want to, you know. Exactly. Yeah. The emo kids probably would would kick off about. I mean, that. they 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 basically they're on the verge of tears anyway. Yeah. So don't. You no know, need to put I, that kind of imagery in their head. I was a big. I was sort of got into a big emo phase. Big mm. big emo fan. Not the kind of like uh, My Chemical Romance or the bands that are sort of described yeah, yeah, as emo. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't. I really can't. But then, I've got no time for. So you. But you were like me then, because like. We were like we liked what we considered emo. Yeah, uh, Jimmy World and the, the, the Get Up Kids and stuff like that. Yes, and then and then when My Chemical Romance were like all over MTV and people were saying this is emo, we were like, this is not emo. No, but emo yeah. is not wearing uh, f- uh, long fingerless gloves that are b- purple and black striped. Yeah, and a bit of eye makeup. This is it's actually. I used to go to gigs that were like local emo bands were playing Canterbury yeah. when I was at university, and it, w- it was genuinely they were all about like. They would play song, like, inc- incredibly emotive, like weepy songs, and then they would pass the microphone around <laughs> the room, and people could tell like sad stories. Yeah, it was incre- 
there were incredible gigs. Also, like people would grab the microphone and go, uh, "My mum is a smoker, and I'm really worried about her." And then pass the microphone. It was just, it was brilliant. James Acaster on Fubar Radio. My guest is Angela Barnes. Hello. Right, let's uh, b- back onto my pod. Here we go. Next song. Upside Down by Yola Tengo. Ah, uh, you are looking so cool. I can't. You are, and I, I can see you shuffling it, but I'm. Yeah. You haven't got anything embarrassing on there. Oh, have you? I have, mate. Oh, I have. <laughs> I, I was very lucky with that one. I mean, y- Yola Tengo is one of those ones that even people who don't like them have yeah. to go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, because it, it's got the indie credentials. They are so cool. I saw them yeah. in a double bill with Calexico at yeah. Somerset House on a summer's evening in 2003, and it Lovely. was beautiful. What's Somerset amazing. House like? Really nice as a venue. Have you ever been there no, at no, all? Because no. it's like, I think it's an old Admiralty building or something. So right. it's basically this big square, which is surrounded by this, what looks like a stately home, basically, right, yeah, yeah, right yeah. on the Strand. And so they put the stage at the back of it. Yeah. And so it's fairly big, and it's just a beautiful show. And on a summer's evening, when they do yeah. shows out there, it's just really hot and looks beautiful. And, yeah. and I've seen who else? I saw Lamb Chop there as well. Nice. So yeah, they it was really yeah. PJ Harvey. I think I saw there too. Oh, that's one year. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still do that because they used to do it every summer. They'd have like a program of right, yeah, music yeah. gigs. I don't know if they still do it. Oh, that'd be but, good if they did. I mean, that, yeah. I, I, a nice setting. I saw British Sea Power next to the next to a river. Once. Oh, nice. Should be yeah, next to the sea though. It yeah. should be next to the yeah. sea, really. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were like no 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 scene would book them. No, uh, no I saw beaches. them at Union Chapel. Oh yeah, nice. And they were but they were playing uh, with Daniel Johnston. Oh Daniel wow! Johnston, and they were his band. It was incredible. Gosh, I cried yeah, when he did yeah, yeah. his cover of "You Got to Hide Your Love Away" the Beatles. Yeah, absolute buckets of it was an incredible experience. Yeah, I bet that was. Yeah, uh, you were mm. uh, like the documentary about him. The, yeah, uh, it's Devin amazing. Daniels. It's very good. It's. I mean, I, I spent most of my working life working in mental health, so yeah. it's a really, he's a really fascinating person. Yes, I think, and so empowered, and so, but clearly so unwell. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, but just so so fascinating. Those songs are so pure and yeah. beautiful. There are bits in that documentary where it's just too ridiculous. And like, mm. like the, the, by the end of the documentary, he's playing in a band with some teenagers, just playing with some local teenagers who are just like you know, yeah. in a band. And they and they say about how they met him. They were driving home and they saw a man getting attacked by a dog, and it was him. And, that, and they don't say anything else about the story. Story. Going, like, what, at what, what point did you go from come and play in our basement? Yeah. Or whatever, or, yeah. In, but he's getting attacked by a dog out of nowhere. And this yeah, guy yeah. doesn't ever get a break, just walking along, yeah. and a dog attacks him. Yeah. Like, constantly. Yeah. But, and, and there was the. But it says, uh, there's, there's the, the story of the plane, isn't there, in that, that film, where he just take, takes the keys out of the plane ignition and throws them out the window yeah. with him and his dad in the plane. Just, yeah. Oh, but they landed the tree or something. They're, they're I can't okay. remember how that ended. They landed the tree, and then on their way to like hospital, they go past a, a church where there's a big sign outside saying something like, "God doesn't ensure a pleasant journey, but he ensures a safe landing," or something like that. My God, because they're really Christian. Yeah, family, yeah, yeah, very. They, yeah, they, they yeah. really love that. So uh, wow. that's good. I mean, yeah, it's a good, good job they went past that. Yeah, I sometimes <laughs> go past the wrong side. You go, oh, I've yeah. lost my faith now. Yeah, God doesn't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah he, he, he's one of those people. I, I saw Whiplash recently. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. I'm dying to see it. Brilliant. 
really good. Yeah. But like so much of like, and it's not really a message to it. What's nice about it is that it lets you make your own mind up. Yeah. But so much of it is, is J.K. Simmons' character saying that you know, you've got to be great, you've got to be, you've got to play technically perfect all the time. Mm. And then, but then you think about people like Daniel Johnston, and you go, ah. you can have soul without being technically. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, he's. They're so basic. The the songs that he made, you know, the little tapes he gave away, and the, yes. you know, and they're so just raw and yeah. Like his song, my favourite song of his is "Worried Shoes." Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, you know, yeah. Karen O and the kids Karen, do yeah. a copy uh, a cover of it. Yeah, and I just I remember the first time I heard that song. I remember it so vividly because it just was like it. It's sort of almost nonsense lyrics, but it just yeah. it says everything it needs to say. Yes. That yeah. song about where he was at the time, what, and it, I just adore that song. That's my funeral yeah. song. That is. I think that song, especially the the Camino version of that song, yeah. is the coolest song that could come up on your iPod in terms of indie credentials because that's. Daniel Johnson wrote it. Karen O covers it. It's in a Spike Jones film, and it's <laughs> from the book Where the Wild Goes Up. Yeah. It's like the whole thing is just like, well, it's just like you just ticked all the indie boxes. I think it's there. on there. Fingers so crossed. I'm it's crossing it's everything. It's on mine as well. So <laughs> there's, there's twice the chance that it will come up. We've both got that on there. So, yeah, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Come up. So let's go back onto your one. Okay. I, I, you know, I'm quite hoping for, like, let's see, get an idea of the, the spectrum we've got on this iPod. Okay. But, but we'll see. Here we go. Press and play now. Oh, and to the Barnes iPod. Oh, no! <laughs> Gloria oh, I I Esteban. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Anything for you. Anything for you except not humiliating you on your own iPod. I am so mortified right now. I am pretty happy with that. <laughs> I thought you might be. <laughs> I, um, I mean, can I put a case for the defence? <laughs> absolutely, mate. Go ahead. I, 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 when I was probably 11 or 12, so late 80s, Yeah. I loved Gloria Estefan. Like, yeah. I just thought she was everything a woman should be. She was beautiful. She could sing. She was yeah. had that Latinness about her, yeah. and was just and and I was obsessed with love songs. There was a period of about two years. Me and my friend Vicky Harris, yeah. uh, sorry Vicky, at school, <laughs> and we would listen to like love song compilations. Yes, we would buy them on cassette right. and listen. To, and I think it was that we were we were girls, like you know, just sort of becoming women, and <laughs> we were imagining falling in love and be and thought it was all about roses and cheese and yeah. like you did at that yes. age and Gloria Estefan just epitomized all of that yes for me but you'd also have you know they'd have the upbeat stuff the old Miami sound machine stuff and you could yeah. dance to that but then there'd be any, you know anything for you or don't want to lose you now or cuts both ways oh god and I used to <laughs> I used to cry over an imaginary man I hadn't lost but that one day I would lose you know and so that's pure nostalgia that that's lovely that song lovely old Gloria of, of, uh, you know have you, uh, have you, if it's not too personal question, you've been in love many times since? How many times have you been in love in your oh life? Oh my god, that is such a, I reckon, three times? Good going. Yeah, I reckon pretty, three times. Good. Yeah, I'm not going to say much more than that. No, that's all right. <laughs> Twice. Twice, do you reckon? No. No, three times. Three times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some, there's Cre one of those. Credit where it's due, Catherine Maskell. <laughs> Well, there's one of those times, like now, I, I look back and go, 
what was I thinking? But I can't deny that at the time, yeah, I was in love, so it counts, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're thinking of Gloria Estefan lyrics. That was. The oh, thing. I was totally. <laughs> <laughs> all about, all about the love songs. Oh God. I don't think there's any male equivalent. I didn't really have anyone who spoke about. Glen Medeiros. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you're too young to remember Glen Medeiros. I see producer Amanda's just going. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I'm feeling quite relaxed going back into mine. Yeah, funny that. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I've got I've got worse stuff than Gloria Estefan on my iPod, but I, I think I'm still I still feel okay. I'm in good company now. So let's see. What's the next one? <laughs> Just another down. <laughs> Uh, that's one of those rare moments where uh, a track just finishes straight away, so it goes straight onto the next, so next track, one. Uh, which I enjoy that on iPod Shuffle, to be honest. I yeah, really, uh, well, it proves that you're actually shuffling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like it when it does that. There was, there's several moments there that was good fun listening to that with Angela. <laughs> one was uh, when he was singing My Cock is Much Bigger Than Yours, and she looked at me very shocked. <laughs> and I went, yeah, 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 that's what he's saying. Oh, okay, fine. And, uh, <laughs> I well, thought at first he said, my dog is much bigger than yours. Right, yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of a boast. You wouldn't put it past this number down, to be fair, <laughs> to say that. But yeah, that's the song where they sing about... I, I think they're being... Uh, they're singing about people who think that yeah. rather than them, I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I don't know them. I might so be I can... giving them the, 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 a bit too much credit. <laughs> and another point was when you said to me, and this is the perfect thing to say to anyone <laughs> who, who listens to this kind of music, exactly uh, to, to, to completely cramp their style. You went, <laughs> I, 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 I like the beat. <laughs> It's a good, Such it's, an old lady it's, thing to it's, say. It's got, it's got a good beat. It's and got I was a like, good beat. I was like, oh, oh God, I'm turning into my mum. Oh, <laughs> but instantly God. I was like, oh, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, it's been told it's got a good beat. Oh, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, go for it. I, I, I do know what you mean. To be honest, it does have a... I mean, that, that's... It does have a... You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. an unusual rhythmic thing. The reason why that hurts people to hear it is because that is exactly why they like it. And yeah. They, and they don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah. So they want to go, yeah, it's doing this, that and the other. But really, they love melody and rhythm. And, and an interesting rhythm. Yeah, yeah, they love tapping their toes just as much as anybody else. Yeah. So especially like, you know kids with hoodies and stuff who listen to like Slipknot and stuff <laughs> last thing they want to hear they don't it? want to be told that Joe, you know what Slipknot that's a really good melody that they got for that chorus it's a really pretty it's a really pretty vocal well, lots melody lots of songs like that lots of I mean I don't know what genre would you call System of a Down I don't really it's another new metal new metal yeah, sort of. yeah. but a lot of them have really good pop, they're pop songs yeah. they're really good well structured three minute yes pop songs and, yeah. and there's nothing I remember I, I went through a real phase of being a snobby indie kid Yeah. and I was a proper music snob and I would buy Uncut magazine every week and only listen to the albums they recommended right, yeah, every yeah, month yeah. you know and, and was really and then I realised actually there's nothing wrong with being a good pop song yeah now we come to <laughs> The Redeemer oh god no I'm going to call this track The Redeemer before we even play it oh god I'm so scared we had Estefan I think this is gonna it's gonna get you back in the Do good books. Ah, no, I've got a good feeling. Right. I've been doing this show. It's the fifth time now. We've got <laughs> a good feeling on the iPods. I'm pretty sure that you're about to have an absolute cracker be played. So here we go. Let's, let's forget anything for you. That that never even happened. This this is the real this is the real Angela Barnes right now. Here we go. So nerve wracking. Oh, right. get in. There you go. Can't get called a Dallas type versus Screamiest Pip. What do you mean? If you look at someone, please explain. When reality is just like interpreted by your brain. And <laughs> slowing down loads and loads at the end. Nice. Like it. It's doing the same thing. I'm redeemed, right? Absolutely Ooh. redeemed. Also, Thank you, Scroobius Pip. Also, uh, quite a coincidence there, because we were talking about Oscar acceptance speeches and stuff like that. And oh, yeah, yeah. that's got the line, Sean Penn could win ten Oscars and he'll still be Spicoli. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. There you nice. Go. James A. 
Me and James Redmond are going to put our iPods on shuffle. Hello, good morning. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm w- very well, actually. Thanks. Yeah. With that, we're going to move on to your next song from your iPod. Uh, here we go. He's looking good. Sounding all right, isn't it? Coxon. Graham Coxon, tell it like it is, on Fubar Radio. I'm here with James Redmond. Hello. Uh, that is uh, from James's iPod. We've been putting the iPods on shuffle. I mean... It's got, I mean, it's almost as if I've spent all of last night putting 14,000 cool tracks... <laughs> yes. ...onto my iPod and getting rid of all my real musical tastes. Do you know what? If you'd done that, I wouldn't even have a problem with it, because that is so much time out of your own personal yeah. life that Dedication. it's not worth it. So, you know, I'd be OK <laughs> with that. I, I sat in Graham Coxon's dressing room once uh, backstage you? at a festival. We, he hadn't arrived yet, and they were like, that tent's just for, it's for Yurt, yeah, yeah. just for Coxon. I was like, OK. And then I just sat there with my friend Joel, and, yeah. and then we were like, oh, um, Coxon's going to be here in a minute, we better get out. Should we nick stuff? What's his no, rider? What's his rider like? It's a lot of fruit, quite healthy. Mm. Uh, that, that day it was. Anyway, I don't know if it was actually his rider, but just what, what they put in the dressing rooms. The magic numbers they have, um, Milky Way Magic Stars, and me and Joel at a different festival stole them. Mm. So that was fun. <laughs> going to go to a, a, a listener now. We get the listeners to send in their iTunes as well, and we can uh, put them on shuffle. Today we have got Stephen uh, on the line. Stephen, are you there? I'm there, yeah. Good to hear your voice, mate. Good to hear yeah, you. You too. How are you? Having a good day? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, you? Yeah, do you know what? Pretty good. This week, my, my iTunes is making me look like a reasonable, uh, pretty cool dude, which uh, <laughs> l- 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 last, week it, last week it didn't. The um, phrase didn't really help. Uh, of a pretty cool dude. Reasonable pretty cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> even worse, isn't it? Even yeah. worse. James is probably looking cooler than me now, I'd say. He's got, uh, it's going well so far. I mean, it could go could go belly up at some point. Stephen could beat both of us. I mean, so Stephen, you think you've got pretty cool music taste, or...? Yeah, I was, I was glad with the four that I got, so... <laughs> oh, no, it's four of them. Well, it, seems, it might not be... It seems fears, mate. You've only got two of those four that are going to come up, but if you're, if you're happy with, both, with, with uh, all four of them, then you're OK, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, shuffled to begin with, then shuffled again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is. You, do you think your, your first track, whatever it may be, you don't know what it is yet, but do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to beat him? Yeah. Oh, cocky. I've never heard such confidence <laughs> so quickly, Stephen. Well, let's, let's see. Let's see what happens. This is the first song from Stephen's playlist. The keys to your heart Open the door to the world Badly Drawn Boy on Fubar. Have You Fed the Fish? From Stephen's iPod there. Oh, really, uh... Say what? Oh, well, 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 not badly drawn, boy. He knows how to draw out an ending. Just <laughs> as long as he can. Just, uh. <laughs> Stephen, you must be pretty happy with that. I mean, badly drawn, boy, especially from that album. That makes you look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, if you take the vocals, it, it could be cold music as well. So. Oh, did you, did you not like the music? Oh, do you not like the uh, the vocals? Was that? Oh no, that was good, good. But I'm just saying, if you take the vocals, it make good hold music. Oh, good, good music, hold yeah. music, yes, it would. Yeah, yeah that, that makes you feel pretty good about it, yeah. My, uh, my account, actually, actually isn't it, it's my old accountant, who kept hold of my books when I changed accountant. He said, no, you can't leave. He had Imagine by John Lennon, right. um, as we all know, um, as his hold music, and I said, you might want to change that, because it says Imagine All the People. Yeah. And he didn't get it. 
<laughs> but that's accountants for you. Yep. On the whole. They don't know. Stephen, are you, are you an accountant? No, you, you work in the bank. Right? In the bank? Just yeah. checking out. Have, have you fed the fish there, Bally John Boy? You got any fish, mate? No, I've got a cat, but that's different, obviously. He would eat my fish, apparently. <laughs> have, have you fed the cat today? Yes, at five Fish? Anyway, fish? Yeah. Did you feed it five o'clock? Did you feed it fish, yeah? Well, fish-flavoured cat food, if you will. Oh, what flavour? Mm. Salmon? Bit of salmon? Salmon, tuna... It was five o'clock in the morning, it was dark, so I just picked the first one out of the box, to be fair. Right, we're going to go to the second song on Stephen's iPod now. That made, that made you look pretty cool, mate, so let's, uh, yeah. let's, see, let's see what the next one throws up. C- crossing your fingers? Yes, I, I, I think it can only get better from here. So I think really? That's the weakest one. Really? Do you think it's starting on the weakest one, then? Okay, mate. Let's, let's see. Here we go. Stephen's iPod, track two. <laughs> Tiger Feet by Mud. That is the second song from our listener Stephen's playlist. Stephen, you said you, you thought it could only go up from Badly Drawn Boy. Sticking with that? Yeah, it makes, uh, it makes me look old, I think. How <laughs> old are you, Stephen, if you don't mind me asking? 31. 31, listen to Mud. Did you, uh, yeah, did you properly uh, rock out to that at home, air guitar? That was a bit of foot tapping, yeah. Bit of foot's happen. I always think it's because Mud were part of the uh, glam rock explosion, weren't they? And mm. I always felt a bit sorry. Well, not always. I wasn't born. <laughs> I was born, but um, yeah. I always felt like you know because it's all about androgyny, wasn't it? Yes. And, and you know, making us all question our our views on sexuality and stuff. And Bowie and Bolan mm. both look great in drag, didn't yeah. they? But the rest of the whole that age group had to go. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get a record deal unless we dress up as birds. Yep. You know, and not all of them really suited the look. Most of them didn't. Most of them couldn't quite carry it off as that, well as those gorgeous track, boys. That's it. I mean, you know, and that track there, it sounds quite sort of pubby, quite sort of, yeah, mm. we're still blokes, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, lots of sort of clapping. Isn't tigers are pretty masculine. Yeah, yeah. Not as masculine as a lion, I'm going to put that out there. True. Who would win the fight? Who would, who would win in the fight? Between a, fight, between a lion and a tiger. <laughs> tiger. Who would win in the fight? Between a lion and a tiger. I think a lion would win, wouldn't it? Tiger, yeah, I think lioness would, would win. Because they're oh, the of course, the lioness lions don't, don't really do hunting. Yeah, lions don't really do much to them until they have to. Yeah. yeah. They just sit around. Yeah. Also, got manes can pull on that. That's a weakness. Yeah, and they don't live in the jungle, do they? King no. of the jungle. They live in the... What's it called? Plains. Yeah. So that song was wrong. Well, they're still the king. They just don't live there. Yeah. Yeah, they've, they've the for tax reasons. Yeah, they've, they've moved. the Queen doesn't live in a you know <laughs> one bedroom flat in Peckham. Well, thank you very much, Stephen. Thanks for thanks for calling in and for sharing your iTunes with us. Perfect. Thank you very much. See you later, mate. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Right, back to my iPod. Let's see after Tiger Feet if I can uh, match up with Stephen. Here we go. We murder sonically, we bully shit bionically. Hold this shit down, it's a devious dichotomy. 8 bit, primitive, your future's so limited. Now, this is a uh, 8 bit by Scream. It's playing now, that's uh, Fort Weird, because uh, it's about a minute and a half left, but I thought we may talk over it a little bit, because it basically is like this for the whole song. Yeah. I've got no problem with that. But, no. uh, you sound more street and cool, and you've got a more sort of eclectic. You know, collection now. I'm worried now that I'm not going to have any dance music at all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, on that note, here's James Redman's fantastic iPod. Let's see what's next. Mm-hmm. Oh. REM Beach Ball uh, on Fubar uh, from the album Reveal. One of the albums, uh, one of the later albums there, James. Yeah. 
I mean, which doesn't sound as cool as having one of their early albums. Fan of all their stuff, though? I am. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, like most artists that managed to stay together for that that long, you get the odd album that's not as strong. But they've always got one or two tracks, isn't yeah. it? Someone pointed out recently that The Cure, the way they write their albums, is to have one poppy hit, right. one, one indie sort of shoegazer, right. and then the rest do what they like. And it's so true. Yes. I, I, th- I think I am brilliant. I think yeah. every album... They because I think they, they had the rule that they would keep on doing it as long as they were enjoying it. Yeah. So they only they never did an album they didn't want to do. So a, were, every album was like. And they were down to three in the end, weren't they? Yeah. They their, their drummer left to be a farmer. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. a slap in the face, isn't it? Yeah, he's spending a lot. <laughs> I want to get up early in the morning and, and yep. go and milk cows. I'm not having this. Yeah, on the road this, this guys. millionaire rubbish. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. Get, getting amongst the manure, yeah. like elbow deep. Mm. In the menu, but like, yeah, he, he, so he, he, he said he, he said to them he was spending a lot of time on his tractor thinking about things, and it's time he moved on. So they got a drum machine for their next album. That's right. Up, which uh, I recommend up to a lot of people. Yeah, actually, good album. That I think it's a overlooked one, mm. but that's a that's a very good yeah, album. I mean, it's on my iPod. You got, you got that? Oh yeah, on Ooh, mine as well. Yes, twice the chance of coming up. There you go. At any point that that album. <laughs> anyway, back to my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Let's see if this is a song that will make me look all right. Oh yeah, J five, and not the Jackson five. No, no way. That is Jurassic 5, How We Get Along. Basically, what my iPod did there is it threw up an interlude from a rap album. That's what happens there. I mean, no one it would... It can happen. I'm guessing that song's never been played on a radio station before. Yeah, I, I um, guess you're right, probably. But I uh, shared a chalet with a kill from Jurassic 5 for did a week really? in the Alps. This is great. Again, me and my friend Joel. But uh, we, we were doing gigs out there, uh, comedians doing gigs, and uh, the promoter was also putting on a kill doing some uh, gigs and just put us all up in the same chalet. Chatted to him for a week. Good guy. James Acaster on Foo Radio.